This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Goodbye baseball, a walk-off. Winner for Mitch Hattiger. Swing, line, drive. This game is over. Goodbye baseball. Mitch Hattiger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back. Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Cool night last night at T-Mobile Park. The Mariners back home finally after the long road trip playing these Cincinnati Reds. And it was call-up day, some new faces for the Mariners, and we'll hear from them coming up in just a few minutes. But one of them made a very big impact in the ball game last night. It's been a long road for Kyle Lewis to get to the Mariners. He was called up yesterday. He was in the lineup. And how about his second at-bat? And the majors, how about this? The windup by Bowery delivers swing and a high fly ball deep into the gap in left center field. Going, going, goodbye baseball. Into the Mariner bullpen. Welcome to the big leagues. Kyle Lewis, second major league at bat with his first major league hit and his first major league home run. Way to go, kid. He gets a standing ovation from the crowd here at T-Mobile Park. How about that? Kyle Lewis ties the game at one to one here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Folks are here at the ballpark. What a thrill for them. What a thrill for Kyle Lewis. And what a journey for this young man coming way back from the surgery on his knee. Welcome to the big leagues, Kyle Lewis. So it's a home run and his second at bat. Just a very cool moment for everything he has gone through. And that was the first hit of the game against Trevor Bauer, who had been very good up till that point. Well, it was really good all game long. Mariners couldn't do much against him, but did enough. We'll get to that more in just a moment. But let's hear from Kyle Lewis on his call-up. Just a lot of fun, like a whirlwind, you know. Uh, 24 hours ago, probably sitting in Tulsa, you know, after a tough loss. And now I'm up here, so it's pretty cool, man. And you're still smiling. How did they tell you, and what was your reaction? Yes, right after the game, uh, the manager just called us all in for a team meeting. You know, it was four of us, so he kind of told us one by one. And we were able to celebrate with the team, so it was pretty cool. What's it mean to you to get out on that field and have a jersey on and know that you're going to play in a big league game tonight? It means a lot. It means a lot. You know, you think about you know coming up as a child and you know dreaming about it and working towards it every day. So it means a lot, man. Definitely just going to try to give it my best shot. And, See what happens. Kyle, we saw you take BP here the day after you got, or a couple days after you got drafted. How different are you as a player and a person now compared to then? Yeah, a lot different. A lot different. I think, um, you know, over the years you just kind of, you know, go through different experiences and learn things, and, and uh, you just kind of mature a little bit. You know, still maturing every day, but definitely a lot more mature than then. Did you ever doubt that you would get to this point given the injury, and given everything you've been through? Uh, I mean, maybe, you know, in passing, maybe some thoughts. But for the most part, I just try to keep my head down and keep working. And uh, 
definitely not done. I'm going to try to keep working even some more, but, you know, it's definitely, you know, a, a great accomplishment. I know baseball is baseball. Well, what's the approach you have to keep in mind tonight when you are on a big league field? Oh, I, don't, I mean, just try to keep it as simple as possible. You know, look for a good one, good pitch to hit, put your best swing on it, and I think, you know, that never changes. So I'm going to try to do that. Kyle, you've wasted no time just throwing you in there. It helped you kind of just keep the momentum going here. Yeah, it's really it's good, man. You know, first day just, you know, getting the lineup, and, uh, you know, I'm excited and, uh, you know, get to get my first opportunity. So it's really cool. It seemed like you were swinging it well in the playoffs. Yeah. Feel pretty good to play? Yeah, it felt good, man. Just trying to trying to help the team and, uh, you know, trying to keep it as simple as possible and was able to have some success. Hopefully I can keep that going. Well, he certainly did the home run, and home run was kind of the name of the game for the Mariners. Dylan Moore would go yard. Our kicks fires. Swing. This is torched a mile high, way, way back, and this is gone up above the manual scoreboard. Mariners have two hits tonight against Trevor Bauer. How about two solo home runs? Dylan Moore's eighth of the season has put the Mariners in front 2-1 to one at the bottom of the sixth. And then Kyle Seeger would do the same thing. The set by Garrett. He goes 3-2, swinging a high fly ball deep to right field. Aquino going back to the wall, looking up. Goodbye baseball. Kyle Seeger with his 22nd home run of the season. Another home run off a left-hander. And the Mariners take the lead. Four to three over the Reds here in the bottom of the eighth inning. So that was it. Mariners would win four to three as they take the first game of this three-game series. Here's what Scott Service said after the game. Kyle's, I guess. Yeah, huge. Um, you know, major league debut for for Kyle Lewis and uh, you know, home run. I can't remember the last time I saw him. first hit on home run. It's it's, it's been a while, but. Uh, Put a heck of a swing on, on you know, a good fastball from Bauer. And then Siegs with the huge home run uh, laid off Garrett. Kyle Seager's had a heck of a year. Uh, I don't think, you know, getting off to the, the injury and slow start and everybody, you know, kind of writing him off and down. And he has turned it around and really been, uh, I'm really happy for him. But really appreciate the, the effort he's put in in the clubhouse, understanding the direction we're going and understanding where he's at in his career. Um, he's been a really good Mariner, and he's in a good spot right now. So a lot of good things tonight. Sheffield was really good, uh, the benefit of four double play balls, but he induced them. He, he got them, they hit it on the ground, and, you know, we played pretty good defense behind them. So nice come from behind win. Um, home runs were big, of course. That's all we had tonight, but uh, it was enough. Do you feel like Sheffield's kind of settling into a nice rhythm here as we get a few more starts? Yeah, Sheff is. He's the confidence is growing, and you can see him making pitches and slowing things down when he needs to. Uh, I just think he's under control. You know, a guy we saw earlier in the year and put a lot of pressure on himself. Certainly when he was here early, and then in AAA, and he's he's relaxed. He's getting back to doing what he's doing, and and trusts his ability uh, at this level. It's great he's getting the results right now too. A couple of mound visits early when he was kind of getting into a little bit of trouble. What impact and what were you guys looking for? Oh, just to, I think that's what we need to do with all these young guys, you know, just to slow it down, um, you know, because the game can speed up on you really quick and you make a couple of bad pitches and you look up and there's a crooked number, a three or four spot then. Just try to stay away from that. So, uh, um, and the guys are responding to it. They understand that. Uh, Tom Murphy's on top of it behind the plate and you just need to take it an inning at a time, three outs at a time. At that sinking fastball on that slider, he's got a really good ground ball rate. If you look at his overall numbers, I mean, that plays a little bit in terms of getting these ground 
It really does, and I think it's something, you know, seeing Chef in spring training and you, know, you envision what these guys are going to look like uh, when they're finished products. And uh, the movement on his fastball is very unique. It's very late. Uh, sometimes it's darting down. Sometimes it's it's cutting in uh, on the right-hander. So it's got a late life to it. And then the slider off of those really plays. Um, through some decent change-ups tonight. The change-up's still a work in progress. Uh, some come out a little hard. Probably like the you know, the fastball at 93, 94. You'd love to see the, the changeup at 84. Sometimes they come out about 88, 89, but he needs to keep throwing it, and he did tonight. What makes Kyle so good against left-handed hitting? Oh, he has, he's got a plan. You know, he knows exactly what he's looking for, and, and uh, you know, Garrett kept throwing the slider in there, and, you know, he made a mistake on one, and, and Kyle, you know, once you have success doing it over and over, and he's had a ton of success against left-handers, hit a lot of them against left-handed relievers, it seems like, over the years. He's certainly seen a lot of left-handed relievers, and once you get success, you, you, you stick with your plan, and that's what that's what he's been doing. Lewis's homer was no cheapy, so he's got some pretty pop. Kyle's got big, big time. Kyle Lewis. I got to separate yeah. that now. I got a couple of Kyles here, but uh, you know, Lewis has got big time power. He really does. And young guy, um, super excited for him. I know his family was in town. Uh, you can get Donnie Walton in the game. I uh, saw his dad before the game. So it's great. It's a great experience for these young kids. They've worked really hard to get here, and they need to enjoy it. And you know, when you get your first hit as a homer, uh, it should have a smile on his face. And Donnie Walton, player number 65 on the season. That's a major league record. Mariners and Reds tonight. This should be a good matchup. Marco takes the ball, 7-10 first pitch. Sonny Gray has had a really nice season for the Reds. The former Oakland Athletic will go for Cincinnati. And then the series wraps up on Thursday, 7-10. Malone will take the ball after an opener. The White Sox come in for three after that. Kikuchi, Felix, and Sheffield. And the Ichiro celebration as well. So that should be a fun weekend. Coming up right now, in Houston, we had a chance to catch up with Jerry DePoto, a long conversation with the Mariners' general manager, a lot about the system and what he has seen from this current team. Shannon Dreyer joined by Rick Riz, Gary Hill, and our special guest, Jerry DePoto, who you're starting to look a little too comfortable with the headphones on. You know where the button is there. You just did an entire game. GM slash broadcaster Jerry Depoto. I'm, I'm working at, I guess, the diversifying. I'm, I'm learning a couple of new things. How does it feel to be a TV star now? Uh, it, it feels very unstar-like. I, I can tell you that. Yeah. I heard you did a great job. Uh, we had a lot of fun. It, it was uh, such a special treat. I hope we get the chance to do it again at yeah. some point. It's, uh, you know, the the what it did for us in our market. I'm not sure, but I know what it did for those kids in Arkansas. Yeah. The Arkansas Travelers and the people that run the club there and the community, they were so excited. I, I thought the class move of the, of the day on their part was the fact that they had the city uh, illuminate the city and the bridges in Mariner's colors really? for the background nice. during the broadcast, wow. which I thought was great. I had a chance to drop in on them in Frisco about a month ago, and you hear about it, but when you see them together, that's a, a unit, a team, a group. Talk a little bit about that group. Tell us about them. You know, the team, they love each other is the easiest way to put it. And a lot of those guys, they've most of them started in our system, and they started with Mitch Canham and with Pete Woodworth, uh, with Cesar Nicholas, who's with them now and was formerly a hitting coach for us at the A-ball levels. And that group formed a camaraderie at the, at the low levels. And then you introduce guys like Justice Sheffield and Justin Dunn, more recently Jared Kelnick and Logan Gilbert. And, and they're starting to they, – they, they get 
absorbed by the environment that's created by guys like Evan White and Art Warren is a leader on that team and Donnie Walton and Kyle Lewis. It's so much fun to be around that group, and it seems like every guy that comes in just makes the, the, the community stronger in that clubhouse. Every one of the neat things that I heard when I was down there is I heard that Art Warren was one of the leaders, but I was told that they kind of, those that had been in big league camp, really grasped, grabbed on to the early morning meetings that Scott Service had. And they would have those with new guys, the get-to-knows with new guys when they came in and, and tried to just kind of emulate what they saw at the big league level. Which I think is phenomenal. And they, they do that. And most of that is driven by Art. You know, it, it be, Art saw this in spring training back in 2017. Is, uh, it's been a long journey for him with setbacks, and, and it's coming close to the finish line for him, yeah. gladly. Seeing him back active uh, the last game I was there in Arkansas was exciting for all of us. But Art has taken on a bit of a leadership role, so have the others. One thing that they do that really, uh, I, I guess, fires me up, they celebrate every win. And, and and I think that's a – and when they say celebrate every yeah. win, they've got the lights go out and a disco ball goes on, and they've got a victory <laughs> flag that Art waves I'm on there. the table. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. They have baby powder blowing around wow, the room. Really? It, it is, They're uh, having fun. Yeah, they have fun, and they enjoy the wins, and they enjoy each other. And on the off days, they, they go to dinner, they go fishing. They, they, oh, they hang together. This team is really tight. That's outstanding. Jerry, the main goal, as you know better than anybody here, is to develop players for the major leagues, and you want to do that from rookie ball all the way to the big leagues. But how great is this experience right now for those kids at AA Arkansas to be involved in the Texas League playoffs, to come together to win and develop? This is huge for those kids, isn't it? It really is, and I think winning is such a critical element in developing your young players. It's something that I was afforded. I know Scott had it in the Astros system back in the day. It's when you get to play together as a unit and yeah. you start to trust and rely on the players next to you and, and you play for them as much as you're playing for you. And you, you start to play, you start to feel responsible for the community around you. That's a really big deal. And, and that's when you will see the environment and the culture here turn. And, and these players are so close. That so many of the guys we just mentioned sometime in the next six eight months are going to play here for us with the mariners some maybe in six or eight days <laughs> and, uh, you know it's going to be a lot of fun to wait. see them start to matriculate yeah. and and they understand how i i felt a little guilty when i was leaving that we took two of their best pitchers away right before they were starting their big series but that's uh they, they find a way this team and, and i hope tonight is not the last night of their season that they keep yeah. grinding on it's striking to me when you look at the system this year and I feel like if you take a percentage of uh, a top 30 or top 50 from any system, there's going to be a percentage of really good years, a percentage of guys that get hurt or struggle. What's striking about the system this year is how many wins across the board, up and down, for individual players. How unusual is it to have a year like this where it seems like just about everything went well for your top 30? For example, it really did, and I guess the one the one reset we had was Justice. You know, it was yeah. such a struggle for him in Tacoma, and we sent him back to Arkansas. And I feel like we've gotten him back on track. And and the early returns here in the big leagues have been very encouraging in what we're seeing stuff wise and focus wise. Credit to Andy McKay, to Carson Vitale, to the people in our system for what they've done with. We really haven't had a dud season by the by the prospects, and 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 that goes beyond just our top thirty. I mean, it has been a phenomenal individual development season for so many of our minor leaguers, and to the point where there's a half a dozen guys that we would call pop up prospects 
that going into the season you really didn't consider as as a likely candidate to make a, a I guess a cameo in the big leagues and they're going to there's a lot of kids in our system right now that have done a lot of work in a short time and again credit to the coaching staff and our development people for for setting up programs that let it happen I think you might have some pop-up big leaguers too which i think we'll get to in the upcoming segment but i want to ask you logan gilbert understand why he was shut down um it seemed like a remarkable season the strides that he made this year but i'm kind of wondering with all of the systems that you have in place and all that you have available to minor leagues right minor leaguers right now but the college pitchers in particular do you foresee them moving quicker than we have seen them move in the past definitely and i think logan is the first representation of that uh, first round draft pick last year finished in double a and, and as i said to him when we spoke to him before we shut him down I, he's going to pitch in the big leagues for us in 2020 unless something goes wildly wrong it, He's in a different circumstance, would be a candidate for a call-up this year if our season was a little different or our plan was a little different. I think you're going to see similar-type movements for guys like George Kirby and Brandon Williamson and Isaiah Campbell. Whether they are as successful as Logan so quickly, that's going to be a tall order because Logan had a phenomenal season. But these guys are doing great things in short A. I suspect they're not going to play at just one level next year. We're going to give them a chance to move. What's the difference maker now in moving players like that? Yeah, they're really their maturity. I, I think you see it. We were very aggressive with guys like Jared Kelenek and Julio Rodriguez. They're mature kids. They, they, they take all the, the instruction we give them. They understand they're professional when they come to the ballpark every day. They're gifted. They're playing against older competition, and they're thriving, and they're not allowing it to change their routines. They're still doing all of the things that we want them to do to learn the small lessons. That, that are typically critical at the lower levels. So we feel good about pushing them and giving them the opportunity, like you saw in, in Arkansas, to, to clump up and, and to play as a group and truly to time our, our I guess, the, the final uh, roster, the way it's going to look when our team is, is yeah. done here. There's a lot of those guys that are important to our success, and we're trying to get them here in, in some yeah. window together. That's what I was just going to ask you is uh, the timetable of, of the kids that have been moving up and Kelnick goes a ball high a to double a right now are, are you happy with the movement right now of, of the core group and the other surrounding kids that eventually are going to be here in the big leagues with the mariners I really couldn't be happier and I mean, they've they've done so well and, and in some ways we thought the that the most difficult promotion was julio you know, when we promoted julio from west virginia to modesto with about three weeks left in the season or so we thought it was a challenging move, and uh, it could only go so bad. It's three weeks, and, and tore if it, it up. He was unbelievable. <laughs> he exploded. Uh, there. Yeah, I mean, and, and never changed. Yeah. It's a uh, these guys have been so good, and and Kelenic, you know, he had a lull for about two weeks there in Modesto, where the left-hand pitchers were feeding him a lot of breaking balls, and he made his adjustments, and and he got back online, and over the last two weeks or so before we promoted him. He was killing it, and he's been every bit that good in double-A since he's been there. Jerry, it was just a, a great kind of preview of perhaps what's to come and talking about what we are seeing with the younger players, but there are some players on this team in front of us right now that you've been learning a lot about, too. What does this last month look like as far as evaluation? What are the things that you need to learn with who's out on the field right now? Well, you know, for the younger players, for the kids who've joined since the season's been underway, most especially the more recent additions, guys like Justice and Jake Fraley. Hopefully we get J.P. Crawford back soon. 
is to get just to get the, the the experience, develop the confidence that when they go into spring training next year, they are starting to affect the way the club the clubhouse works. Uh, with the kids that are coming after the Double A playoffs, and there will be others, and we want to give them opportunity to play together and familiarize themselves with one another every day. For some of the guys who have really had good seasons, the, the guys that pop out, our catching situation with yeah. Murph and Omar has been awesome. And I, I, I'm now seeing Nola get behind the dish in addition to what he's doing at, at first base and hitting in the middle of our lineup. If anyone had that at the uh, <laughs> no. in spring training, no. raise your hand. It's, it's remarkable. You know, when you go through these types of roster retools as we're going through, you wind up you wind up finding guys that pop up because you're providing opportunity and i think you know austin nola and tom murphy are probably the two greatest examples on our team of guys who who've really seized that and i can think of four or five guys in our bullpen that have really risen to the occasion over these last six weeks and put themselves in position to make a difference in our season in 2020 Congratulations on Nolan Murphy, by the way. Everybody's always like, where's this guy? Where's this kind of explosion player? Where's this guy that nobody thought would do anything? Those are two very significant parts of this roster right now, it would appear. Phenomenal what they've done. And and credit to them. I think, you know, credit to Tim Laker, who I think has worked unbelievably well with our hitters, including the resurgent Kyle Seeger. But the, the, the what Murph is doing is a little less shocking to us because this is a former top 100 prospect who has always hit in AAA, and he has flaws. He will strike out, but Murph can really receive. He is especially good with the low ball. He controls a running game, and I think he's among the better pitch callers that we've had here in my time with the Mariners. You know, Mike Z was great in his in his pitch calling. Murph is in that category, and he's got huge power. What do you want these kids to learn about September? September is an interesting month. It's another month tacked on to what they're used to in the minor league season. They really find out a lot about themselves in September. You know, I, I was talking to Andy McKay day before yesterday, and we were watching Justin Dunn pitch down in Arkansas. And, and Justin's tired. You know, he was having to battle through as fatigue set in. Same thing was happening with Logan Gilbert. And, sure. and it's important for these guys to, tr- to pitch through September, even if what we do is reduce the number of innings but keep them on yeah. turn. In, in order to learn what the six-month season is like. And, you know, Justice is getting his truly his first taste of it right. because he didn't pitch a lot last year once the season spread out. But just give them the opportunity to see that six-month season develop yeah. because it will wear you down. Yeah. What about the from the evaluation perspective, what does September look like when you're thinking about projecting forward to next year? Yeah, uh, I think September evaluations are dangerous game. Yeah, Uh, you're you are playing, and in this case, I I will say that when you are playing a team like the Houston Astros, who aren't just the best team in our league, they're one of the best teams that's played in the American League in decades. They're it's a phenomenal baseball team. You're going to get a pretty good look at how your players stack up because they're not out there. beating up on the the joneses so to speak they're playing the best of the best i you'd like to see them show up you want to see them compete most of all you want to see them get off the mat when they have a little bit of a struggle because the big league season is about it's it's almost like a tennis match you know there's a serve and, and, and a return and there is a volley and 
the, the players have to familiarize themselves with how to get off the mat when they go through the 0 for 10 or the 0 for 12. It's inevitable. And, and how they respond and how quickly they come back will really tell a story about the kind of careers that they have. Jerry, you got so much going on right now, you know, coming up in the month of September, looking at the young players right now and guys that have made a difference. Can you afford yourself to look forward to next spring and what this ball club could look like? So I said to a couple of the guys in the front office before we left for, for the playoffs in Arkansas, I said, ah, I wish we could wake up tomorrow and it be spring training. And I'm excited. I, Justin Hollander, our assistant GM, said, I'd like a little time off. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's right. <laughs> yeah, we've worked really hard. I'm yeah. really excited to see yeah. how this group comes together. And when spring training opens up next year and you have the opportunity to see not just the guys who've done such a nice job for us this year yeah. and not just the prospects that, that we are looking forward to seeing, but those young kids, the Julio yeah. Rodriguez exactly. and the Jared Kellenics and, and the Logan Gilberts, who've never been in a big league camp. Uh, and, and, and in some cases, we may see players that even younger than that make cameos wow. because we're going in with a wide open slate and we want to give them an opportunity to be stars. We've talked about that core group quite a bit for good reason, Julio and Kelnick and guys like that. Are there guys that surprised you? Who was your biggest surprise this year that maybe wasn't in kind of that top group and maybe pushed themselves towards that group? You know, slightly different category. That guy would probably be Sam Delaplane. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam Delaplane, and, and I had the opportunity to watch him live the other night, It was absolutely dominant all year long, particularly after we promoted him to Arkansas. And it's very believable. He's throwing in the mid-90s. He's got a riding fastball and a wicked breaking ball that really elicits some of the more uncomfortable swings. I don't know if you had a chance to watch. I mean, Tulsa's top three hitters are legitimate high-end prospects, and, and he made them look silly with his breaking ball. And, and Sam has been not just a pleasant surprise but a bit of a revelation in our system. And there are a handful of others. Joey Gerber stands out. I couldn't be happier with the, the, the progress made by Cal Raleigh. We knew Cal was a guy, but what Cal has done is 29 home runs, outstanding wow. defense, and great leadership. That's Sign me up if our guys <laughs> can do that. What's a month without trades been like for you? Uh, I, I feel like yeah. I fell off the wagon a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I'd say I'm, I'm picking up new habits. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually been quite refreshing to focus on what we do every day. And uh, it's it's given me an opportunity to, to review our systems and player development with Andy in a way that's maybe deeper than we typically get to do because we're not worried about Major League roster transactions. Yeah. And and that's been refreshing. It's the first time in my man general managerial career I've really been able to do that. Well, it's yeah. great to see you out and seeing the Travelers and here in Houston. We cannot wait to see what's next. Jerry, thank you. You got it, guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.